You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. What you don't expect is both people who you do the podcast with to be on vacation. Because we don't let each other know. I just looked up and all of a sudden Jason, co-host on this fine college football podcast, he's in Arizona. Looking at some big hole in the ground or whatnot. And and Ryan? I don't even know where Ryan is. i got to be honest. No clue. He could be anywhere. He is at my house on Friday. Didn't even know it was coming. Stroll through. Apparently, if you have a baby, you can just, like, walk in any door. Two things you need to get into any door. A warrant and a baby. It's like a battering ram of cuteness. Just strolling through the door. So tonight, it's uh, just me. Oh! And Holly Anderson. Say hi, Holly. Thanks. (laughs) I didn't introduce you like you are nothing. I saved you. I I held you back. Mm. Come on, like the like like the like the third like the third act nitrous. Just let you go. You're like Chekhov's guest host. Even as you speak, I am preparing appropriate retribution. Mm. When is that not? Just pin that tweet to your personal dialogue at all times. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I am. Uh, I'm marveling at yet another off season floating by, which we're doing very very well at this week was good because the only real story was that uh, a guy who kind of looked like jim McElwain got a press release announced from florida like a guy who kind of looked like jim McElwain humping a shark now this wouldn't be a big deal if the guy weren't naked and if he didn't really look like jim McElwain. although i have some quibbles with a piece going up tomorrow on edsbs about this um, about why that's definitely not jim McElwain. 
in short, he's too robustly like porky. Like that man is just sunburnt and obviously enjoys himself like enough pork tenderloin to sort of get that. You know, he has that kind of tight fat, right? Is it the Jimmy John's guy? Did we figure out if it was the Jimmy John's guy? He has denied it. He has. Mm, this is the best part. We've actually gotten public responses from two people in the public eye, right? The CEO of Jimmy John's, noted by the way, for pausing with, for posing with, you know, large dead animals that he has killed, mm-hmm. and, and Jim McElwain, known for punting. Uh, and I just got one of those faces, y'all. One of those, one of those shark humping faces. People say that about me. So for a walk in the door, and they're like. Man, you look like a guy who's got a boner for cartilaginous fish. Mm. Who hasn't thought that? But yeah, that's that's the only real news this week. That's where we're at in the offseason, by the way. That and uh, that and the other reason that can't be Jim McElwain, that guy's got too much junk in the trunk. Like, way too much. He's got a big, old, robust man booty back there. This like, episode, notably not sponsored by Belk. Not fuck Belk. Yeah, and man, you couldn't fit that ass in a belt. Those, that, that's like a Bonobos project on the outer side of Bonobos range moving in. <laughs> the outer Bonobos rim in the constellation of man-ass. Yeah, that's exactly. Where, like, Voyager, Voyager hasn't quite passed the edge of that ass, but it's, it's working on its way, right? Like into deep space, deep ass space. That and the only other thing going on is Ross Dellinger of The Advocate, and Baton Rouge, beautiful Louisiana, Sportsman's Paradise, tweeted out that in uh, Ed Orgeron's press conference, Ed Orgeron said that he told Tyler Shelvin's grandma to start feeding him gumbo without rice as a diet. Now uh, explain who Tyler is. Uh, Tyler Shelvin. Uh, he's a big boy. He's quite large. Tyler Shelvin is, uh, he's down to, this is, by the way, I quote, he is down to 325. gracious yeah and you say oh well man you know i mean offensive linemen do sometimes come that big shelvin's a defensive lineman (laughs) he's a tackle and he's 18 (laughs) he's 18 (laughs) years old and he was 383 and his grandma started feeding him gumbo with no rice and all of a sudden he's down to a svelte 325, which I'm not even half joking. I bet at 325, he's like looking kind of cut because he's gigantic. Wait, what are those cuts revealing? Probably another layer of fat he's going to have to get rid of. He's probably marbled, right? Like he's so yeah. he's so big, he's just got like layers. He's like a planet, right? Like I got. I some... was thinking he's like a turducken. <laughs> the ultimate LSU player. I am literally built like a turducken. There's actually a running back somewhere deep inside of me. You just have to keep taking rice out of my diet. And oh, you know, yeah, turducken Shelvin. Yeah, out of, out of Metairie. He's great. <laughs> that's, his, that's his cousin. And uh, he runs a 4-3. So expect him at LSU uh, definitely at any position but quarterback. Cause they usually... I was going to say, can he play quarterback? No, no one can play quarterback in Louisiana. It's the neatest trick. But Shelvin also... This is the, my favorite quote, which was apparently Shelvin called Ogeron and said, Coach, you're killing me. I need more rice. <laughs> and imagine the cold heart that Ed Ogeron must have and the laser-like focus 
that he must have for his defensive lineman to look a young man who's 18 to turn down rice to one of his special boys <laughs> we're not even like man i gotta stop eating wings because that was the big thing with you know that's the big thing usually with linemen it's they can't give up like either wings or they can't give up fried food of some sort which same to be honest it's fine but with him it's just rice that's how large a machine we're talking about when you deal with shelvin he's 383 so yeah that's really the only thing going on notice we're just kind of like warming up here because that's not really what this episode is about it's not what we're passionate about holly i would like you to start by reminding us uh of the inspiration for tonight's topic the which is well it's your dad your dad <laughs> your dad bill who hey bill yeah hey bill he's not listening to this podcast no 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 does bill listen he does not does bill podcast yeah, bill does not know bill does not know what podcasts are uh in the in the chronology of, of technology bill is up to dvr uh he can work an apple tv he can work netflix this is important because this is how my what year is it what year is it right now? This is how my 67-year-old father came to become perhaps the world's oldest super fan of the CW television program Supernatural, mm-hmm. which I myself have never seen. But from what I can tell from the commercials, it is basically Law and Order with demons. And that's fu- I would that's, my, that's my fine. Who has never had a podcast should have a podcast that's just him explaining the entire run of the CW television program Supernatural to me beginning to end because now it's a thing every time I call him like have you watched Supernatural yet no daddy no I have not well they just these boys flying up to the ceiling and he's he's really really into this like young beefcake demon detective show yeah and he was also the author of maybe yeah my- that's not even that's not even the point of this. You're gonna tell the you're gonna tell the power washer story, aren't you? I, I I want us to both sort of. I think it takes two hands on this. It takes two hands to usher this precious gift to the listener if they've never heard it. <laughs> oh, Bill, what yeah. a treasure! So this was uh, two years ago. Yeah, something like that. Okay, for Christmas, correct? Yes. Bill received the kind of gift that only a dad can receive. Which, that only a retiree can fully appreciate. A retiree mm-hmm. with a trailer hitch can fully appreciate. Bill got the gift and eventually what would be the curse of a power washer. I don't think he'd call it a curse. Well, neither would I because it gave us the story. So <laughs> what is what is like a 65-year-old man want more in the world? To completely cut himself off, right? Live Correct. Live isolated. Just not be bothered by fools or foolishness. My dad may be the only true libertarian on the planet. Don't at me. Don't email me. My dad is the only real libertarian. Not you, Michigan man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he truly just wants to be left alone with his guns and wants you to be left alone with your guns, America. He does not care uh, where you go, what you do. Uh, who you share a bed with, how you pay your taxes, whatnot. He wants to be left alone. And on his maiden voyage with the power washer, he celebrated this uh, 
He claims this was intentional because he wanted to see if he could do it. I do not know if I believe this. I think that he just didn't understand, quite grasp the, the power that he was wielding. But on his first ever outing with the power washer, my dad completely severed the cable line going into our house. Power washing the bricks on the side of the garage. An amazing, amazing achievement. And finally getting him the wish that he had dreamed of for so long. He'd cut Nobody's the- calling him. The phone's not ringing. It's great. Internet's off. Just cut the house off completely. Yeah. Yeah. Ms. Nancy, less thrilled. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes policy change, it's hard at first. But yeah. eventually, you know, people come around to the wisdom. They will. Yeah. They will. That... Now, the great thing about not renting a power washer, about owning it yourself, is that once you have power washed everything that could conceivably be power washed, including my favorite phase was the phase where he would try to patio he would try their patio furniture, try to like power wash mildew off their patio furniture, you know, in the summer after we've had a few storms and just, you know, send chairs flying against the back fence. Because he could. Yeah. But once he exhausted that, he took the show on the road, you know, now he has a little rig that he can pull behind his truck that has the power washer in it. And he just goes and power washes other people's houses. Uh, I, I think that there are people that know this is what he's doing. Uh, uh, I, I believe it. it's, it's like, you know, well, because, well, well, people at the church, yeah, people at the church who don't have their own power washers. That's Jesus's very definition of the less fortunate. Uh, so in other words, we're pretty much at peak dad. Like this is, yeah. this is some extreme dadness. He's lapping the field. So we asked listeners for their, Oh own. wait, we didn't, we didn't bring this up to today. And, and today, oh, so that happened two years up- ago. Reader, update. <laughs> um, I, I'm waiting for more stories of this nature to crop up because my, my dad, being a retired man and a, a gentleman of leisure, uh, does not cut his own grass. That was our job. Uh, and then when we left the house, uh, when my brother and I left his, his care, he... You know, he hired a neighbor boy and the neighbor boy goes to college and he hires another neighbor boy. And I guess this latest neighbor boy was just like a bit of a shitbird because my dad called me today to tell me that he has fired the neighbor boy and taken over the care himself of the lawn. How long will this last? I would give it till July when it gets real muggy. <laughs> and he starts having like sweet dreams of watching Supernatural in the air conditioning. Well, because also he's he has not gone so far as just going out and buying a riding mower. Like he went and got a push mower. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I need to remind him. I did not remind him, but I will remind him when he realizes how much he hates this that character building is not something you do yourself. You don't do something yourself because it's character building. Character building is something you make other people do. That and, well, you know, and there's a demonstrated track record, right? Am I, Correct. Well, the first thing I can remember my dad doing in lawn care is this. I remember being five years old, and we lived just outside Snellville, Georgia. And I remember my dad in a very short pair of shorts, like short even by my standards, because it was, you Why know, are you like, teasing me? 
1981, my dad in a yellow shirt and some blue shorts. They they were tight, Holly. Just want to really let that play on the imagination. You laid that you laid this out for me, and I just stepped through the door. No, we're diving all the way into this, man. It was like Robert Urich in Vegas, just straddling that ladder, climbing <sighs> to the eaves where a wasp nest was. And I remember distinctly my mom gently suggesting this might be a bad idea, and that he was in fact far too close to the wasp nest before he began spraying. And then I remember, oh dear. Yes. And then I remember laughing hysterically and learning the real emotion of remorse for the first time in my life, watching him fly across the front of the lawn, being pursued by what I remember as a distinct, like, you know, in cartoons, when wasps or hornets pursue somebody, it's a cloud of dots. Which, yeah. Yeah. It was that. Like, Ooh, I've never seen that in real life. Yeah. No, no, no. Like they, they all got the jump at the same time. They all got a real good jump at the line of scrimmage on him. Just right across the front lawn. And I remember laughing hysterically. I don't think I laughed at anything harder until I uh, watched somebody play really bad golf when I was nine. That was the only thing that like topped it until I was nine was my dad being chased by a horde of hornets and running, screaming, making noises, which were distinctly unmasculine in that Homer Simpson way. Like definitely that. So we asked you the readership in lieu of actual college football notes to discuss actual lawn care disasters because there is nothing funnier to me than the lawn care disaster we have a couple of categories of them the first is the simple one step i would like to i I would like to first uh give a special shout out to james ashbrook to intrepid reader who uh wrote back notre dame nc state on his list of lawn care disasters which to be fair i thought he's not wrong no, no, no. But to be fair, they were playing in a marsh that game. Correct. And I thought it was a very well-maintained marsh. Like, it was good. Um, you know, there's good read flow. It was the only game I've seen where there might be bass, brook trout, sort of mm-hmm. wiggling their way through the grass. Please make the brook trout noise again. I enjoy that. Yeah. That, uh, of course, NC State fans would be the ones fishing. Notre Dame fans would be like, I only fly fish. No, you don't, bitch. Shut up. So, I just, yes, I just had an imaginary conversation with a Notre Dame guy who claimed he fly fished. Okay. That's where we're at this this point in the offseason. Uh, I'd like to also shout out Joe Duder on Twitter, who said he tried to cut script Ohio into his grandma's lawn. And I bet this, I mean, I bet this happens on every street in that state. And as you point out this morning, it's it's like taking the total number of points they scored against Clemson and bookending it around the word high. Yeah, because Clemson scored 31 points in that game and Ohio State scored zero. Correct. They, they, they scored zero. A Florida Gators worthy effort against quality competition right there. Well done. Yes. But there's the simple category, which is basically the one-act play, right? For instance... Just a cursory search of the news. There's a shocking amount of lawnmower fire, right? If you search, that's lawnmower... a great. That's the second best Google search behind only funny bird attacks. <laughs> Single engine aircraft mishaps. That's like third, but second is nor is lawnmower fire because there are a lot of them, and they usually involve fatalities. 
Uh, this one explicitly doesn't involve fatalities or directly, but I don't know. April 24th, 2017's are date. Uh, North Collier Fire reveals lawnmower as cause of 7,000 acre blaze. Yeah, I've never really thought of lawnmowers as incendiary agents. We we had a couple... We had a couple of them in the in the reader replies today. Uh, we had Ian McCafferty say he, uh, oh, this wasn't actually incendiary. He said he hit a sprinkler while mowing, and it was like a grenade going off. That sounds funny. Uh, we also had D. Mays say that he absentmindedly hit a tree head on, which I want to hear more about this, uh, and started a lawnmower fire. But I generally don't think of lawnmowers as being agents of fire. Like when I think lawn care disasters, I go straight to wildlife. Right. One would assume that. Apparently, there's a big deal with lawnmower and fire. Not all of them. I was hoping to get, like, a really funny story. Uh, listener, they're not funny. Like, lawnmower, apparently lawnmower fires uh, cause nothing but mayhem, destruction, and sorrow all across the United States on, like a, like, a daily basis, based on just a week of search results. Now, admittedly, some of them just only hilariously burned 7,000 acres. It's a bad fire when they talk about the fire moving, right? Mm-hmm. Like a house fire. Oh, that's bad. And then there's, well, the fire's moving west at about 20 miles an hour. Okay, that's that's a different category. Yeah, we did have a couple of readers suggest that they tried to give up mowing their lawns by doing controlled burns on their own property. Which, that sounds like a lot more work than mowing, for one thing. <laughs> Second, which is the more exact tool? Burning. Correct. Or anything else. Of course, as, as reader Jesse Pound points out, proper lawn care is just having a big dumb dog that blazes a dirt path from the porch to the fence gate. Uh, wait, I would actually say that proper lawn care is goats. Don't your neighbors have goats right now, Spencer? Oh, they did for a minute. You can actually rent goats or sheep, and they will come in and... To, abs- like, fuck up your kudzu? They'll, they'll only eat, like, invasive or bad stuff, allegedly. I don't... I didn't see that. They just ate everything. By the way, it's all grown back. So... Oh, cool. Good news. We get to see the goats again. The ne- the, the only entertaining thing for, for me was, one, uh, I got to take the kids into the backyard, look over the fence, and see, like, goats. And, you know, that's, like, free entertainment right there. Just pull up a hammock and watch the goats for like an hour Two, the herd comes with its own shepherd its own dog that sits sure yeah which i think is interesting because i do understand that they herd them if they get loose and that's cool but i also like that you know he's like yeah they're with me do you need to talk to him yeah let me check with them that he's like their rep or agent right if you need it you can go over to the great pyrenees under the live oak and go hey buddy we need to talk about goats. And he's like, come to the right dog. I also enjoy Andy Ferris at UW Ferris for the single car accident. <laughs> that is this. Rented a house, never did yard work. Good man. If you're renting, you should never do never do yard work if you're renting. Fuck the man. Landlord said I'd lose deposit if I didn't fix it. Used so much weed killer, nothing has grown in four years. Man. You're like, is he drinking? Does he have well water? Like, I want to know about his water table. I want to know, like, this is awesome. This is like, you made this law in your personal Carthage. You just salted the earth. This is amazing. Nothing has grown in four years. Just tell him you're xeriscaping. It's better anyway, right? 
Yeah, yeah, they give tax credits for that here in L.A., though probably not for the poison. I mean, the Pacific Northwest will be a harder sell. You're like, we get more rain than anyone in the nation. Yeah, but have you really thought about xeriscaping, bro? Have you thought about it? Have you ever wanted a bocce court? I just made you one big one. The whole thing. It's amazing. Uh, so, shouts out to you for, one, not doing lawn work on a Reddit house, and two, uh, for really, really thoroughly despoiling a spot on the earth. Very few people do that very well. It's basically like you and Hugh Freeze. That's it. But we do have other ones, which I think are the more preferable category of... Yeah, there's there's a couple that I'm grouping here together that I, I'm thinking of as the and one category of lawn mm-hmm. disasters. Like, it's the... You know, it's the da 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 and then the at the end. Like, the, the little swipe at the end, the backswing, uh, yeah. is, is what I'm really most interested in here. Uh, I, I'd like to start with Adam Henderson, uh, who said he volunteered in past Christian, Mississippi, uh, after Katrina, and he was mowing a lawn for some folks that had been neglected with a push mower. And he ran over an underground wasp nest, which literally everyone who's ever had to mow a lawn has done this. It happens. But the killer here is, after this happens, the elderly owner said, well, why would you do that? We never mowed there for a reason. (laughs) There's there's a related, I would like to insert at this point, a related story from Josh Brundage, who mowed a yellow jacket nest while in high school, go jackets, Mm-hmm. Ran away screaming and getting stung, and then his dad made him go back and turn the mower off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's quality dad work right there. I'm maimed. Well, first you have to turn the mower off. Because <laughs> that'll teach you a lesson that authority is insane. I also enjoy this, that... Uh, at Shaker Salmon said my dad got not one, but two chainsaws stuck in a tree and had to buy an axe to cut them out. Hmm. Oh, irony. We are not outdoorsy people. I will further counter this, that I wasn't going to use this one. Because it seems like, oh, no evidence. Nope. Um, he included a picture. There, there's a picture of both chainsaws stuck in a tree. So... Bonus points awarded. I wasn't really thinking of this as having a Philip, but yeah, there's there's a picture here. So, well done, Dad. Well done. You have another one? Yeah, I don't know if that would qualify as the and one disaster. It's just like kind of like a bump bump. Like there's no syncopation to that one. Like I would go for something more like Justin Strawn's who said, bit by a snake while pushing my riding lawnmower out of some mud. And the riding lawnmower was in the mud because he drove it into when he swerved to avoid a golf ball in order to not break a window. (laughs) This sounds like how I went to Mexico a couple weeks ago while trying to avoid a legal (laughs) U-turn. I have been in this situation and my heart goes out to you, Justin. Uh, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy Omar United has a good one. You mind if I share this one? It's a delight. Oh, please. Oh, I was about to read this exact one. (laughs) Yeah, at Omar United. Ran over a frog with the mower. Always very disturbing when you hit wildlife with the mower, right? And what's the and one? Mm, The and one is it shot out at my neighbor's daughter posing for prom pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Which means that potentially somewhere there is a mid-frame shot, right? Like an in-media race. 
shot of yeah. them like ah like madman style covered in like frog guts mm. yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a, tr- a trio of these on you because i feel like they i feel like they deserve to be uh this is kind of like the the two truths and a oh dear uh there's there's two close calls and then there's one there, there, there's one that that's a little a little closer than a close call uh we have nick herwig who says my brother ran a riding lawnmower into the basketball hoop at enough speed to launch himself off it, landed in front, and nearly got run over. Ooh. This is hilarious, because you fall off the mower, but the mower, but then the mower is coming for you. Like, it, it's the second beat that really, like, crystallizes this into art, right? Uh, we got Adam Condra, who says, Once uncovered a nest of copperheads raking leaves, Dad tried to kill them with shovel, kept missing, and flinging them into the air on the upside. <laughs> So basically, Dad is like magically digging up copperheads. Yay! But the the winner in this particular category, in a very similar uh, situation, we have to go to noted Cajun David Roy, friend of the program. Who I, I'm sorry, I'm going to read this one. I know you wanted it. Got a water moccasin caught in my weed eater. Yelled, screamed, screamed. Sort of threw, sort of threw weed eater up in the air. I have a lot of questions about this, David. <laughs> Snake hit me on the way down. The noise. That's what I want to hear here. Is the like, because ah! <laughs> the, the noise you made. I guarantee that it was as sincere as you'll ever be about anything. And also, it's also the noise you never want to hear anyone make, ever. Uh, did did we cover? We did cover Ash Desert, Federico Trellini's accident. I don't believe so. Oh, oh, then I have a gift for you. Federico Trellini at Ash Desert. Res- neighbor put sticks, then leaves, then gasoline in a trash can and threw in a match. Resulting explosion, rain, flaming leaves all over the block and lit a few yards on fire. <laughs> Man, that's so good. You basically like had like a little amateur space program going there. That's... That's how you know you did it right. If it's indistinguishable, I mean, that's how wildfire. That's how wildfire spread. If it's indistinguishable from a shitty space program, you've done lawn care really, really well. Quote me on that for the rest of my life. Put it on my headstone. Elon Musk is jealous of this. He is. He is. He is jealous of this impact. Although I did, I tell you, I've decided to support Elon Musk's career. Uh, why? I'm sure he. I'm sure he's grateful for this. I've decided to support this. We've we've had this conversation. I. Oh, is this the one where we talk oh, about putting rich people in space? I that on a very space? base level, yeah, all he wants is to shoot America's silliest rich people into space. And I feel like we should support him in this. <laughs> Not an and one. Uh, the Prosky attempting to replace a broken sprinkler head only to discover gigantic sinkhole underneath said head. Sod <laughs> held together with tree roots. <laughs> Wait, like... There's no... I need this. I need the second chapter to a lot of these stories. Please send us your follow-ups to Man, these lawn care disasters. This is like death in Yosemite, but like death in your lawn, right? This is like that series of books because there. This is genuinely haunting. Like if any of this happened to you, you'd be shook for like weeks. Period. I'm looking for another very specific one. Which was, uh, I, I want to know, I want to go back to absentmindedly hit a tree head on and started a lawnmower fire. Yeah, absentmindedly hitting a tree head on. Where was your face? How drunk were you? I mean, be honest. 
I got there know. is that. We did, didn't we discuss a few weeks ago the optimal number of beers to mow with, and it decided it was like three an hour. I think it's three an hour, or I yeah, think... that was that was David Fulton's question. Yeah, which was three an hour. This is clearly mm-hmm. a four or five an hour because if you're absentmindedly hitting a tree, right, then uh, and starting a fire, there's a couple of other elements involved. Like the tree is really a can of gas that you left in the lawn and you absolutely hit it because you were drunk that's entirely yeah possible. in a way it's it's also almost more interesting if he wasn't drunk and he really did just not notice like that's almost more interesting to me <laughs> if he was just sober yeah just cruising into it um like would... this would happen to you completely oh my god this is so good this is such old people revenge Mm-hmm. Kathy Clark at K Clark ninety five, volunteer event. We clean elderly woman's yard. She watched me silently as I weeded her entire fence of poison oak. Sick rest of semester. Jesus. <laughs> so woman's like, oh, young people eat shit. Clean that poison oak up. I'm gonna ruin your life. <laughs> now you feel ugly and sick like me. Like me. Totally gonna that, be that kind of old you're person. You're awful gendered today, buddy. You know, <laughs> like, like I won't be an ugly, sick old man. Come on. Thank you. Yes. Um. Or this. I like. This is another one I need further clarification on. Alan Willis at a Willis thirty one. My dad once literally turned our backyard to a landfill. Wait. Define literally and define fill. I sort of like to think that this was the second job or investment opportunity that he thought of. He's like, it's like Uber, but for garbage. Well, wait, you know that this is this plays a prominent role in that fish dick story I wrote back when. Absolutely. Right. Because that, that that lot exists in the first place because they there was an Albertsons that had burned down near to them in Lakeland. And they undercut the family, I guess, undercut the bid that the Albertsons owners had gotten from the city or whatever to haul the burned down wreckage of the store away. And so they just, they hauled this shit away in trucks and buried it all on their own land. And now they can't build there because, you know, there's Freon in the ground. And this led to my favorite quote in the story, which is one of Janie's uncles saying that, you know, this was back in the seventies when nobody cared how much mayonnaise was in the water table. Which, yeah, that's actually true. Mayonnaise was not a controlled EPA standard then. Yeah, but they can't. Sink, they keep sinking pilings in, like for buildings, and then you know one of those will hit a freezer case and just collapse. Yeah, and then fall into the Florida aquifer, some five thousand yes. feet below yes. the surface of the Earth. From limestone cave to limestone cave to limestone cave to the Earth's molten core. I also, I do think there is like a dad opportunity here right where he was like we'll just put people's garbage in our backyard for money that's an extra fifty dollars a week that's great it pays our cable bill plus some how about it so i need further information on this one bobson dugnut at binkley go blue one it's a haunting one that's a great combination my dad's riding mower hit a rock in the yard rock flew across yard was 66 percent successful at severing my mom's thumb hey shit yeah. 
you know, the, God, how do you even how do you even play the aftermath of this? Because it's like you can't can't you hear the backpedaling already? Well, I'm sorry, honey, but you know you did tell me to mow the yard, and then she just reaches out and grabs his throat with four and a half fingers. That's totally where the dude's going with it too, right? Yeah. Like, actually, this worked out for the best because <laughs> choking. That and. Uh, Thought I was ordering 15 cubic feet of mulch. Actually ordered 15 cubic yards. That's fine. You never have as much mulch. You never have as much mulch as you need. I have never overpurchased mulch. You'll use it for something. Yeah, if exactly. Not, if not, well, man, we got to start it for an instant compost. Look, look, just get this going. It's fine. You're fine. That's not a disaster. We'll keep up the maiming. We'll keep up the maiming theme. Um, which is from Matthew Monte at Matthew Monte. No, no details. Just we cut straight to the facts here. Gas hedge clippers. Although three fingers on one hand being the same length comes in handy. <laughs> when? <laughs> when? Let's go to an emotional maiming here from Rob Hathaway. Ran over a magnolia tree sapling with an old snapper riding mower. Bad. While dad was watching. Huh. Worse. Yeah, worse. I did actually refuse to come in the house once as a kid because I thought my dad was going to kill me because I had done lawn work poorly. I wasn't a very rational child. Yeah, what was your plan? Uh, my plan was to live outside. Okay. For the rest of my life. How'd that go? Um, it went pretty well, you know? I, um, it got me to Florida. So, uh, mm. yeah, mm. let's revise that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, uh, but yeah, I, I stayed outside for about an hour. Which as a kid, like, if you stay outside for an hour, it's like, wow, he's been out there for nine days. That's a great plan. My God. Um, I also want to know what this is. Uh, decapitated a golf cart off on a hidden grapevine. <laughs> Which, huh. which led me to sodding the owner's three acres as payment. Oh, wait. What kind how? I want to know what kind of this, an exchange. This is not an equitable deal, sir. I, I'm, I'm saying, like, if I take the top of your golf cart off, that's like max an acre, right? Max. I'm, I mean, three acres? You, sir, two, that's two acres of guilt and one acre of compensation. All right? And in a capitalist economy, there is no morality under consumption. It should have just been an acre. I'm just telling you, you got hosed. All right? Do we want to do Jacket Dan? Do we want to do Kirkwood's best here? Eh. We can pass. Sorry, Jacket Dan. I mean, it's a fire. It's really good. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, oh, here. Here's a good one from... At T-C-O-A-N. I don't know who that is. This my lady. My husband got a sled. <laughs> yeah, I actually have been meaning to ask, how does everyone feel about the dirt track that you're building in your backyard where it's hard to make grass grow anyway? It heals just fine. It really, I mean, there's... Wait, what? He, no, it doesn't. There's kind of a trench back there. There's it, like a, Okay. I'm not going to legislate this for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let, do you want to just hand the phone to her? No, I'm just, and we can talk about your lawn care. No, I'm, I don't do any lawn care. We, we, mm. we subcontract that. 
Oh, you use my guy, don't you? Yes, that is correct. And uh, yeah, there's a trench from me pushing a, not a blocking sled. It's just a sled back there. It's a blocking sled. It's loaded with weights. It's more of a training It's the sled. exact same thing as a block. It's the exact same thing as a blocking sled. It just doesn't have a dummy on it until you load your children onto it. I well, no, until I put someone behind it. Let's let's be fair. Uh, okay. Yeah, but two. But yeah, I only do it two days a week. But yeah, there's a tre- there's a trench back in the backyard. It's a little trench. Yeah. It's a wee trench. It's scarcely Verdun worthy back there. But yeah. I your your backyard is not the most picturesque place anyway. I'm not sure that this is like a strong objection. It's very well used. Let's put yes. it that way. It is a loved it is a loved backyard, adored by children and feared by adults when they see it. As Ryan as Ryan said, it looks like the yard of an abandoned Russian middle school. Oh, it does. Yeah, you know like those photos of Chernobyl and they're like and then they left Pripyat and this is exactly what it looked like. I like your backyard because it's you've got this kind of like this Trump Lale thing going on where it's you it looks like forced perspective, but you actually have this lot that narrows at the back. And also the further back, the kind of like wilder and woodier it gets, like Narnia's back there. It is. It's like redneck it's like redneck Narnia, basically. It is. Uh but yeah, I it's not been really good for the quality of the yard. But nothing grows back there anyway. It's shade. You just get like some clover, right? <laughs> That's all. On the bright side, we've managed to go 42 straight minutes talking about lawn care. This is the long off season. I don't know if you think we're doing that well. It's the longest. But you know what? Like we really have – it's a sport played on grass. We don't pay enough attention to our dear grounds crews. I really do want to embed with one of them. Oh, just... God, you're going to get so many people adding you now talking about their turf management. Man, I want to spend like a week with the turf management people just chilling. And yeah. Just, like, because all they do on Instagram and on Twitter are just post pictures of like 6 a.m. Like, here we go, y'all. It's just, it's like a riding, it's just a, it's just like a riding mower on like beautiful green grass and no one's around. Like there's one. There's one guy, I think it's Florida's grounds crew, actually. There's one guy who always has, like, a coffee. And it seems so sedate and peaceful. He's like, man, 6.30 a.m., all just me alone on the field. It's just... <laughs> this sounds like a very soothing set of Instagram follows. I, it is. Like, I, I, there are two kinds of people I highly recommend following on Instagram. One, you should follow professional wrestlers. Nobody Instagrams better than professional wrestlers or ex-professional wrestlers. The Rock pretty much has the greatest Instagram account ever. The Rock currently in Atlanta. I'm not stalking him. But you should also follow turf management people. Because if your day is a little stressful, just pop open that Okie State turf management team. They got you. My Instagram uh, midday soothers are every national park I follow on Instagram and also every professional roller skating crew I can find. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I did find a sports media. uh, I did find a new sports media person who does nothing but like pictures of women's asses. Another one besides the. Yeah. 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 Besides that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll share it with you. Actually, my favorite, my current is this another person who claims to be a uh, a digital native who doesn't know that other people can see your likes on Instagram. No, no, no. This is better. This is better. This is this is definitely not a digital native. 
okay? Hmm. When I when I just tell you who it is. I'm going to tell you who it is and I'll send you the, the evidence, which is really good. But I'm going to tell you who it is live on air. Because remember, oh, no. people can... I knew about him. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 never stopped. No, we 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 knew about this because his uh, his overlords have had to have very awkward conversations with him that apparently have not sunk in. No, he's been doing that for years. No, still rolling, man. <laughs> oh, that's so. Well, I'm I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's sticking with his brand because I know that I know that mutual friends of ours who are colleagues of his have attempted to take him aside and explain that when he smashes that heart on like yogamommies.biz, it's visible to all. But I'm I'm glad to see that that hadn't sunk in. I'm glad that he's sticking with it. That's good. Good yeah. for him. When you love something, man, you just got to keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, kids. Everyone can see your likes. Behave accordingly. Mm. And that's why. And that's why. I only like photos of food, people doing exotic travel, and bondage gear. <laughs>